Hello and welcome to the First Focus podcast. It's a bi-weekly show where we discuss topics that aim to help financial services professionals step up their digital and content marketing game. My name is Ellen Adams. I'm a client strategist here at Clients First and I'll be your host for today. You can listen to our podcast series on all the usual platforms or subscribe so that you don't miss any by going to bit.ly forward slash first focus podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about webinars. Over the past year, webinars and virtual events have taken the place of in-person events and conferences, but they don't have to be boring. I have a wonderful guest to discuss this with me, Matthew Wood. Matt is the digital strategist here at Clients First, and he is no stranger to hosting and running webinars. Great to have you here, Matt. How are you? Hi, Ellen. Yeah. Really good to be back on uh, the First Focus podcast. I enjoyed it, you know, the last time we was on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really well today. A little tired because this has been recorded the day after the uh, semi-final win of England. So, uh, yeah, didn't get much, didn't get much sleep. So, uh, yeah, a bit tired. No, I'm with you there, Matt. Do you think it's coming home? When this podcast is out, we will know. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's come home. So, um, hopefully, yeah, but, let's um, pray. Yeah, let's let's just pray and you know, I've got full confidence in the guys. Come on, England. Right. So Matt, why don't you tell our listeners a bit about your role and your experience with webinars? Yeah, sure. So my role at Clients First is a digital strategist. So um, it's heading up the digital team and all of our uh, digital services output for the agency. So um, it's quite a varied role. Obviously, it's a huge area of one of those areas being uh, webinars. Um, so uh, within Clients First, I'm often sort of leading the strategy around webinars and uh, putting them together, the mechanisms to to generate um, attendees to webinars, putting all the uh, the assets together and running webinar campaigns and, and getting them live as well. So uh, yeah, we've got some varied experience with uh, webinars, especially over the last um, the last year or so when webinars have been the sort of main way of uh, running events to a certain extent. So um, it's uh, it's been an interesting one, yeah. Yeah, webinars have a little bit of a reputation, don't they, for being quite dull. Why do you think this is? Yeah, I think... Um, Your webinars I mean, might every... not be dull, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope not. You know, I mean, everyone's been, everyone has been on a webinar, haven't they, where you've kind of just sat there, you've turned your camera off, you've muted yourself, and then somebody is basically just talking to you for an hour straight, you know, um, and there isn't really much interaction. And it's kind of about a subject that you are, you, you're partially interested in, you've got some sort of interest, but you're not really fully engaged with it. Um, and I think the, the reason why webinars have got, this sort of slight reputation, especially after, you know, post-pandemic and throughout the pandemic, have now got this reputation being on the boring side because people have probably been in so many of them. And the vast majority of webinars uh, that, that are run are really just, there, there hasn't been any proper out-of-the-box thinking done with them. It is simply just, let's put, let's do a webinar, let's invite people to it, and let's just talk at them for for you know half an hour to an hour, even while I've been on some webinars which have gone on for, you know, two hours and yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, that's another issue as well, the length of a webinar and trying to keep people engaged for uh, on video for a certain amount of time. But I think really, yeah, webinars now have this reputation as being a bit boring just because 
people have got people just kind of don't really put a lot of thought into it you know it's kind of like i want to do a webinar and i'm just going to present some slides and talk to people and um webinars don't have to be boring (laughs) there you go the title of the podcast exactly (laughs) so like like any marketing channel you can either do things um to a set way that you've always done them uh, that are sort of that everybody else is doing them as or you can think outside the box you can start to get creative with them and think of ways to actually engage with the audience instead and to to bring a story to it but also bring the focus to the attendees not to yourself um you know the webinar you're not there with a webinar to you know, to have the, 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 the speaker just talk about themselves and, and, and just to speak at the audience. It's about engaging people. And that's how you can start to bring in this additional um, experience. It's about just thinking about your audience instead uh, when you're thinking about putting a webinar together. Okay, so let's discuss then how webinars should be part of a marketing strategy. And, you know, we've seen quite a lot of financial services firms have a kind of a webinar event series to bring value to their clients on an, or prospects on a number of topics that they might want to learn about. How are webinars or how do you think webinars should be used as a tactic for a marketing strategy? Yeah, I, I think the, the key word there is is strategy. And I think a lot of businesses, when they come to doing a webinar, it's, you know, it's, it's the case of, oh, everybody else is doing it. Let's do, we need to be doing webinars as well. Um, but there really does need to be some sort of planning and strategy behind why you're doing webinar. And you, the best webinars are backed up by uh, often like a campaign structure or, or a focus around a certain topic that you're also running in on other channels. So you don't really want to just be doing a webinar for the sake of it. You also want to have backup content. You want to have other types of content that you're also posting out as well that you can engage people with before the webinar and after the webinar as well. You can keep the conversation going um, and you can keep people, you can keep people's interest, you know, pre and post webinar. So I think, in terms of a of an overall strategy, like I said before, you know, a webinar is just another content piece. It's just another channel to actually talk directly to your audience. Um, you know, when you're when you're doing uh, when you're creating a marketing strategy, you don't base that strategy around normally or just around one piece of content or around one channel. You bring in lots of other channels so you can have maximum impact maximum impact with it. So it's the same with the webinar. When you when you're thinking about doing it, you also need to be thinking what else you're doing as part of the strategy as well. Yeah. So kind of webinars should be a supporting tactic to anything that you're trying to do. If you're trying to build new brand awareness for your business, kind of educate clients about a, a particular service that you offer, they shouldn't be from what you're saying just done on a whim on a one-off because that's not going to get the results no i mean exactly that you know you need to have of course you need to have an objective you need to have a goal behind why you're doing the webinar in the first place not just for fear of missing out you know because everybody else is you know all your industry are also doing webinars and all your competitors are doing them you know 
there has to be a goal behind it that you can that you can benchmark against and you can actually uh, measure after the webinar and, and you uh, you know so i mean there's lots of different reasons why you might run a webinar and a lot of the time it's around lead generation to be honest because actually a webinar is a really good mechanism to to generate leads because you, you essentially need to get people to sign up to the webinar to actually access it and to actually be there on the day so it's actually used a lot of the time as, as a lead generation strategy. But like you said, Ellen, there's plenty of different objectives that you can use a webinar for. Like brand awareness is a really good one. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a webinar is a really good platform to, to position your business as, as a thought leader within your industry and to make, and to give wider context and awareness about what you're, you know, what you want to talk about and, you know, and your, your um, culture at your business. And yeah, like I say, position yourself to be the subject matter expert. Yeah. So let's go into someone hasn't done a webinar before, is thinking about incorporating it into their strategy. Where do they start in terms of planning that webinar out? Yeah. So I guess to start with, it's like I said before, it's about thinking about why do we want to do the webinar in the first place? You know, what are the goals behind it? And if if the goal is just for the sake of it, then you need to really go back and, and, and think about, you know, whether you need to actually be doing a webinar or not, because there's no point putting a load of resource internally into building out a, a webinar um, if if you're not really, if you don't really need to, um, or if you haven't got any metrics to measure against. So, um, so for example, say, you know, you've got a webinar, you want to start running a series of webinars for lead generation in the industry. You know, you want to um, start building up an audience for you know, a regular series of webinars. I guess what you start with is the main, uh, the topics you want to cover. So, you, you know, you need to, um, you can't just rock up on the day and, uh, you know, and start just talking about anything. You need to be able to, you need to have a topic you want to talk around. Um, it needs to be quite a strong topic. It needs to be something where people are going to be gen- genuinely interested in signing up for. Um, so it needs to be something, a piece of knowledge you're often going to be giving people that they don't have already. Um, and, you know, snappy title as well, you know, and, and you know, giving giving people that sort of secret knowledge in your industry or in your in your environment or, you know, whatever sort of, uh, you know, business you are. So, for example, in the, in the financial service industry, I guess it might be something around, uh, tactics around investment or you know pensions or uh, you know news that have come out about the pension industry that you've got your own view on or you might have some strategy around what, what you're going to do as a business around it that's uh, you know something like that that's going to get people to uh, to sign up so once you once you've got your your topic uh, in place then you need to start planning on the actual technical side of it I guess so you need to have a speaker lined up um, that could be internal, external. Obviously, if you get someone external, it could end up costing you more money than having somebody internally. Um, I, I, I would say, I mean, if you can get somebody internally to speak about it, then it just improves the credibility of your own your own business at the end of the day because it's your business and people that work with inside your business that are giving the knowledge out rather than having an external person come in and, and giving their knowledge. So if you can try and keep it internal to begin with, I guess, it, it'd be quite beneficial from um, a brand point of view. Um so you need to have a speaker in place, but then you also need to technically build out. So you need to have the whole sort of digital side of it. So the platform that you want to use to, to run the webinar. Now, obviously, there's um, there's loads of uh, uh, webinar type platforms out there. Like if I think of uh, GoToWebinar, which is a sort of self-contained webinar platform where you, the whole sign up process 
the delivery and the sort of post webinar process are all sort of contained within this one platform. So you have in different bits. So there's, there's loads of softwares out there like that that can do it. Or you can simply just use, you know, if you've been using Zoom, Teams, Google meetings, anything like that, you, you can actually use those platforms to do a webinar uh, because, you know, when you set up a meeting, you get a link. So it's just about, you know, using that link essentially to get people to join it. So a webinar doesn't have to be as complicated as it might sound sometimes. It's simply just setting up an online meeting in those cases and then providing the link to people. Now, obviously, what you want to do is get people to sign up for it. So in this case, you know, a strategy we often do is, you know, we'll create um, a landing page on a website or, you know, you can have an actual website page, but often we'll create a landing page, which is designed to get people to sign up to the webinar. So we'll create a landing page, which has like a form on it, some information about the speaker, the main title of the webinar, why people should join. And we'll then use that landing page as the main promotion piece, um, you know, push it out on social media. You might want to put some some paid ad spend behind it if you want to sort of project that out further to, to uh, different audiences. Um, you might email that out to your current database and you can start using that landing page as a way to start collecting uh, people to sign up for, for the webinar. They will then normally go into, you know, if you have a, a sort of CRM system or an email marketing system, you can start building out lists of attendees or people, lists of people who've signed up. Um, and then you can start sending out emails to them to remind them that the webinar is coming up. And this is sort of best case. Not everyone's going to have this capability, but normally when we do it, we, we sort of try and tee up the, the webinar and promote it as much as possible to the, to the people who signed up as well before the, the, the webinar happens, because you do get a big drop off rate uh, on webinars often as well. I guess that's an interesting point that you say about the importance of reminders. And you're saying that's best practice because... Yeah, maybe you've planned your webinar a month in advance and somebody signed up three weeks ago and the day comes and you've set your reminders and they can't attend it. So how how important is kind of like giving yourself enough lead time in the run up to like the events of a webinar? Yeah, I mean, the, the more lead time, the better, really. You know, you want to be thinking if you want to run a webinar, um, you know, you need to be planning, you know, ideally probably two or three months in advance you know um if you really want to maximize um promotion of it um there's no i mean some businesses do it but you know you don't really want to be you know thinking oh, i want to do a webinar next you know in a couple of weeks time um uh, let's you know let's try and get that going and let's try and do that you know two weeks isn't enough lead time really to promote it properly a week definitely isn't even a month you're going to struggle to get everything together to properly promote it so Two or three months beforehand gives you plenty of time to, to start, build all the assets out, get it all set up properly. Think about the communications plan you want to, you know, when, you know, how, how many emails do you want to send out to people who've signed up? Because like I said, the, the drop-off rate for webinars can be quite high sometimes. You know, if 100 people signed up uh, to a webinar, you're not, it's very unlikely you're going to get all 100 probably turning up. You know, people have other priorities or the meetings booked in. They just decide on the day they don't want to go to it. So, you know, you're going to have a, a drop off rate there. So you want to try and maximize communications and touch points with people as much as possible before the event, especially, you know, running up into the days before the event and on the day as well, if possible, sending out emails, promoting it on social media and everything um, on, on the day as well. So, um, yeah, we'll often, you know, put a series of automated um, emails together that just send out and we plan and build that sort of automation flow out just so it sends the emails on certain days. So we don't even have to manually yeah, think about manually sending them or anything like that. Uh, again, not all businesses will have marketing automation in place, 
But if you do have an email marketing system, then use the automation to, to sort of and plan ahead to and build that out. So yeah, more lead time, the better. Then um, delivery of the the webinar as as well. So on the actual delivery, always record it is is a, is a good tip. Just because once you record it, you can then send the recording uh, to people who signed up but didn't attend. So you can use that recording for extra content post webinar as well. Uh, so you know it's it's a really useful piece to have if you do record it. You know, there's lo- there's loads of tips I can give you on actually delivering it, but um, we might come on to those uh, in a you know in a sec. Yeah, can I talk about like the actual webinar now? So, the content of the webinar is it really important? We've spoken about how webinars can't be boring. How important is it to have like a a structure, an agenda, and to give the audience transparency of we're going to do this for the first 10 minutes, then we're going to go to a speaker to speak about this for 20 minutes. How important is that from an online perspective as opposed to kind of if we think about events in person? Yeah, I mean, there's no point in, um, you know, hiding the content or hiding it behind a title. I would be as transparent as possible, you know, with the overall agenda of what you're going to be talking about. The webinar speaker should really have, you know, at the start of the webinar be, you know, explaining sort of the main points that are going to be covered. There should be a content really of of the webinar at the start just to give people context. So, you know, if, if somebody only wants to know about, you know, maybe uh, – point the first part of the webinar the first part of the topic you're covering and they don't really care about the rest of it then it gives them a chance to say oh well you know i don't need to stay on for the whole thing so um, i can drop out after you know 20 minutes or so or something like that so yeah i think the more information you know the more, more transparent you can be the better really yeah and let's talk about like webinar interaction um is that something that you'd recommend the audience to get involved or, you know, how, how would that work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is where you, so, you know, webinar interaction is where you can start really differentiating yourself from how other, you probably the rest of everyone else is doing webinars. So by actually engaging with the audience, so, um, you know, making them interactive is, it's not an easy thing to do. And especially if you've got a smaller audience, you know, if you've got quite a, you got quite a large audience in you know in your webinar it's going to be easier to, to get interactions out of people because you've got more people there and you know you get you can have more people that are likely to want to engage so i think um in terms of making your webinar more engaging things you can do are try and ask questions to people as much as possible bring people into the actual talks they're just talking about the, the subject and, the, and you know the main topic you know ask questions give examples to people, get other people to um, uh, use the chat functionality within the webinar software as well. So you can, you know, if people have questions, you can answer them. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there are some features now in certain video sharing platforms where the, there are things like polls. You can set quizzes up in um, in some webinar platforms and you can you can get people to actually engage with and you know and, and ask questions in different ways and you know there's some that include a whiteboard where people can draw stuff on same time as being on on the webinar there's more of these tools that are sort of coming into the different softwares now where people can actually just engage with it with the speaker as well yeah so it's worth like you say thinking outside of the box as to how you can try and engage that audience as much as possible just to keep their attention there and 
and to make sure they still are there. <laughs> they haven't muted and and turned their camera off and gone gone off to yeah make themselves a cup of tea or something. But they they are engaged with the topic that you're presenting. Yeah, I mean, you could you know some speakers treat it like a show or a gig. You know, like it's I guess it comes it's it's all down to how you are as a speaker and how you do come across to people and if you're confident enough to to ask questions of people and to kind of jump off off topic sometimes you know it can be really easy i think as a webinar speaker to just kind of go along with the the pre-planned agenda and just kind of get through it and and, and just speak about the topic and don't really don't really interact with the with the audience but um yeah you know if you if you're confident enough then you know some some people will break off topic and just start talking about something else which kind of throws a dynamic into the into the delivery of the webinar so people are suddenly like oh why is he suddenly talking about um you know a webinar about pensions why is he suddenly talking about uh football or yeah. you know or going or how he went on holiday last week or you know or he's asking a question about what we think about what we think about um the current state of this new pension law that's come in or something like that you know just changing up the dynamic a bit more than just to look, just talking at people is is a really easy way to uh to to keep people's attention and keep them engaged okay i think like just drawing on my experience trying to try and plan marketing for financial services firms sometimes there's a reluctancy there to host a webinar from a resource it's quite it feels quite resource intensive in your kind of experience, are the results worth it in terms of how impactful is a webinar as a tactic to support? Let's let's say we're doing a, an education piece around ESG investing. How much would you put rank webinars as, as a great tactic to to use? In answer to your first question, in terms of you know resource intensiveness, I think um, in terms of organising a webinar and, and and getting up and going, it is probably on the side of more resource intensive than a lot of other content types. If you think about other content like you know writing a, a blog post or something like that, that's you know sit down, one person can sit down and write a blog post in you know an hour, a couple of hours, something like that. With a webinar, you've got to get multiple people often to you know if you're not a if you're not a digital marketer and you don't know, you know how you know how to throw up a landing page and how to promote uh, content on different digital channels and um, you know and how to sort of get it out there and get people signing up, then you've got to sort of tap into multiple people and different resources that you might have in a business. You might have to sort of find external people to help you with. So yeah, because there are a lot of different parts of it that require different specialisms, it can be a bit more resource intensive. Um, that's not to say, like I said before, there's platforms out there that you can sort of build the whole thing and, you know, it's quite user-friendly to do it, like GoToWebinar um, is, is one of them where, you, you know, you can you can do it all yourself pretty much to a certain extent um, without having any sort of knowledge of, you know, any sort of coding knowledge or any sort of marketing knowledge beforehand. In terms of it being a, being a good tactic to use, yeah, like I think um, as long as you can... You know, you you have some some metrics and KPIs to work towards, and you you know that it's uh, there's demand for for a, a webinar in certain topics, or there's you know there's demand for webinars in the, you know the area you want to talk about. Then you just treat it like any of the content piece, really. You know, make sure you know you're putting your full effort into it. Make sure you're measuring the results of it. But like I said earlier, you know, it's only it's only going to be one piece of the overall strategy when it comes to you know content strategy, marketing strategy. It, you know, I, I wouldn't lean on it as your 
uh, as, as a sort of main way of marketing your business. Um, yeah, it should just form part of the picture. Yeah, it's a cool, a good tactic to have in the, the kit bag to be open to. Um, so last question then before we go, do you have any top tips? I know you've mentioned quite a few in our, our chat, but any one of your best pieces of advice for our listeners who are looking to start hosting more webinars in the future? Yeah, top tip. So I would, first of all, I think the most successful webinars are the ones that have really engaging speakers, have really good topics and really draw people in. So I'd really spend, if you're going to spend any time, more time on anything than anything else with the whole webinar process, think about the actual presentation of it and the actual delivery of the webinar, um, because that is the bit that's going to get people talking about it. It's going to get people that are coming to you afterwards connecting with you on LinkedIn or, um, you know, sending you an email to say, oh, we loved you. I mean, oh, we want to work with you. The actual delivery of it is, is the thing that's going to get you the most value in the end. Um, not, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, you know, lead generation part of it can be good, you know, you know generating science for it, people to, to view. But I think that delivery is the one that's going to seal the deal and actually get you. If, you. if you're doing webinars and you're creating them to, for a purpose of generating more business and awareness in the end, the actual delivery is the main thing. So put more effort into that, I would say. Yeah, so take the time to make sure that what you're delivering is going to be great. And when you're planning it, make sure that actually clients or prospects actually have an appetite to learn about whatever it is you're going to be talking about to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're thinking about your webinar, if, if, if you're going to pick a topic that, you know, that isn't engaging and nobody actually cares about, then you're going to get no one signing up to it. So it's about you know, drawing people in as much as possible, um, you know, with with the, the overall topic and delivery. Well, thanks a lot for your time, Matt. Um, there's a lot in there in terms of setting up and thinking about creating webinars and technology-wise, planning-wise and, and delivery-wise. So I'm sure that there's a lot in there for our listeners to to take away and, um, and, and go and explore webinars and how they can be a part in amplifying their business. So thanks, Matt, for your time and your knowledge. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'll, we'll have you back in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast, keep an eye out for future episodes coming out bi-weekly by going to bit.ly forward slash first focus podcast to subscribe. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to you tuning in next time.